Welcome to Nerd Life Podcast. I am your host and very best friend, Ryan Brown. To my skip, skip, reverse is Chris Bird. Ah, oh, hate to have those cards played on you this early in the game. <laughs> yep. Uh, but that's me, Chris mm-hmm. Bird. And to my draw 25 is... Probably me, I think. That's him. It's Jordan. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> that's yep. a death sentence in the world of Uno. Jordan. I know. <laughs> and to the someone forgot to take out the instruction card, it's... <laughs> That'd be Ron Davis. It's Ron Davis. Ron frickin' Davis. That's him, surrounded by vampires, apparently. <laughs> if... let's, let's tell... Hold on. Before we before we find out how everybody's weak can. with... Huh? I don't think Ron can speak of yeah, the vampire I, I problem. Can't, I cannot speak. Well, without context, let me tell you something. Ron is currently surrounded by vampires. <laughs> That's true. But he's doing well, all things considered. He's fine. That's right. He's yeah. fine. Have you guys seen that show, What We Do in the Shadows? No, but no. I want to, because it it's, looks hilarious. It is, all, it is a lot of fun. I really like it. Yeah? Yep. How was your week, Birdo? Oh, shit. That's me. That's you. Um, pretty, I mean, we're, we're recording late, which in this case means we're recording very early in the week. That's um, true. So really, fuck all has happened. I, uh... Oh, gosh, uh, I started exercising again, so that's fucking hell. That's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, did I do anything else? Mateo and I started playing Warhammer together. Really? Yeah. That's cool. What is yeah. Mateo fielding into battle? Uh, he plays the Night Haunts, which is like a ghosts-only faction of the undead. Uh, we're playing Age of Sigmar, the, the fantasy variant. We're not playing 40k together. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I've been playing the Stormcast Eternals against him, which is a uh, basically a god of justice and light saves souls of heroes and turns them into paladins. That's dope as fuck. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I've lost every game that we've played so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That sucks, but I mean, you know, he's ten, so he's pretty good. Uh, what have I done? I exercised. I steamrolled in Warhammer by a ten-year-old. <laughs> is that is that my life now? That's your life. That's wow. it. Yeah, that's that's it. Oh, I, I finally saw Hamilton, but I guess we'll talk about that later. We will. We will at ad nauseum. Uh, what about you, Jordan? What'd you do? Uh, I finally beat The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, so that took up the the bigger portion of the beginning of my week, and uh, then in twenty six or in, or less words, how do you feel about The Last of Us? I got my fingers up. I'm ready to count. Twenty six or less words. Yeah. Um. Disjointed story. That's good gameplay. That's Abby's five. the best character. Abby is or Abby's. Abby is the best character. Abby and Lev. You got... That's it. Well, you got some words left. Don't need them. <laughs> so if there's anybody out there you'd like to thank... Uh, uh, you know, th- this, isn't on the, this isn't on our schedule, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject it in here. Uh, Laura Bailey, uh, who is a voice actress who does the voice of Abby in uh, The Last of Us Part Two, but uh, who also uh, is one of the players in Critical Role, uh, so that, I think that should tell you enough about her character. Like she's obviously a dope as hell person. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a lot of hate and a surprising, well maybe an unsurprising number 
uh, of threats of violence and death towards her and her family because she played that character. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a fairly common problem in uh, in pop culture where, we're, I mean, we saw it in Star Wars um, where, well, actually every female Star Wars was uh, aggressively attacked um, mm-hmm. by quote-unquote fans because you're not fans you obviously you're a piece of shit um at that point you don't you don't get to like it anymore um whenever you've decided to threaten the lives and livelihoods of somebody who just did their best to bring a character that you are supposed to love to life Mm -hmm. um but i mean fans have a tendency to express these sort of vitriolic targeted attacks on the people who voice or or act out these characters um and it's very frustrating because laura bailey is an incredible human being uh to see that you know people would do this to her uh and i guess we should just say you know fucking stop it guys but yeah, <laughs> yeah guys just knock it the fuck off yeah, pretty you much know? uh especially <laughs> i mean not that you should behave this way towards anybody um uh, in fact if at any point and uh, i think i think ryan will agree to do this you feel the need or the urge to threaten the life or to threaten with violence somebody who has uh, just done their best to bring to life a character in a piece of pop culture, have Ryan Brown uh, beat your ass. Have him, have him punch you in the noggin. Yeah, well, will, what, what I was going to do, I was going to save this for the end, but we'll, we'll, we'll double team here. If you're going to be this particular type of piece of shit, or, and or if you're not going to wear a mask, what will wind up happening is you will wake up in the middle of the night uh, uh, dead. to find yourself <laughs> You'll be dead. <laughs> to find yourself tied down to your bed, fingers and toes splayed, and I will take a thin piece of cardboard and I will give you paper cuts between every single one of your fingers and every single one of your toes. Ouch. So and wear a fucking I, mask and don't harass people online. I cannot Sounds commit awful. acts of physical violence on account of my particular condition, which is that I'm very weak and easily scared, but I will turn up the thermostat in your house so that you get all sweaty on your paper cuts. Oh, man. <laughs> Even worse. And that's God. it. So, like, be nice to Lara. Damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, and again, you shouldn't behave this way. But the actors, actresses, and the like who portray these characters have no fucking say in the direction those characters take uh, or in the story that they are telling. You know, And I haven't played The Last of Us Part Two because I'm just not emotionally in that place right now, and I may <laughs> never be again. Uh, but I can promise that Abby, who I believe is, is the antagonist, uh, there's not a single thing that she does that Lara Bailey will fucking do in real life. Uh, let alone probably right into existence. Uh, she plays hilarious yeah. characters. Hopefully um, not, because Abby does some pretty intense yeah, stuff in for this sure. game. Uh, you know, she plays, right now, Jester, a cleric of trickery, who summons, you know, illusory unicorns and uses a spiritual weapon that's a giant lollipop hammer. You know, she's... <laughs> that's well. the sort of character that she writes into existence. Uh, so, yeah. fuck off. Not not Lara Bailey, but you fucking nerds. Mm-hmm. Nerds. Not all nerds. You know the ones. <laughs> yes. What about you, dearest Ronald? Uh, wait, Jordan. Was there anything else you wanted to add to that? Not really. No, that's that's all I did this week, and Chris pretty much covered the rest. Well, all right then. So, Ronald, things were kind of kind of quiet. I didn't blow anything up for the fourth. I um, still have all my fingers and toes and associated Good. parts. Good. 
Um, we had our first event at the store. It was a smashing adve- uh, success. Speaking all, of smashing, uh, of us. did you have to throw anybody out? <laughs> no, not this time. Good. Um, the the instances of belligerence has kind of dropped, um, so mm-hmm. people are a little more accustomed to the to the thought of it now. And hopefully, with the announcement today, we won't do that anymore at all. But. And and now uh, that people know that it is the coronavirus and not the Corona Davis. It is the problem. Uh, I think they're a little less. Now it's just me that's smashing in his windshield. Yes. <laughs> you can't spell Corona without Ron. Oh, I started yeah. to... Re- hold on, my life again. Uh, I started to watch Parks and Rec. Uh, Had you never time. seen it before? No, I, I've seen it once. Um, but I rewatched The Office again, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I only just watched All of Community, so I wasn't ready to watch that again. So I decided I'd give Parks and Rec another shot. It's fine. It is good. It is not. A, it, it's good, but it is not. I mean, Office out of the gates has moments where, like, I'm giggling or sobbing, uh, and so does Community. I mean, Community takes like a few episodes to get there, but it does get there. And I'm like four seasons into Parks and Rec, I think maybe three, and it just yeah. hasn't really done that yet. And also, too, like I, I, I feel like, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I feel like to some degree, Chris. Pratt's shitheadery has like poisoned the char- the otherwise beloved character of Andy for me. It helps. It, it helps that. So I didn't know that Chris Pratt was a shithead until he was fucking ripped. Mm-hmm. And when he was doing Andy, he was still a kind of chubby and dorky. And so there's sort of like a separation there. Uh, I just assumed that he was a good boy until he burned all the good off of him, which right. is the, the, the fatty parts. Um, yeah. Well, to be fair, I think when he was. Um, a little, a little more, uh, not the body shame, but when he didn't look like Star Lord, I feel like I feel like he didn't become a shithead until between Guardians One and Guardians Two. No, I don't think that there. I don't think there's any. Uh, I don't know. Maybe at that point he was just like in the public eye enough as an actor to uh, to say those things. I feel like he, he at this at this point he's fucking rich. Um, yeah. So he can say what he wants. You need him now, Marvel. You can't recast Star Lord. Yeah. And he can walk around wearing InfoWars t shirts, and what are you going to do about it? Though, if they want to do another season of um, Parks and Rec, I have started exercising, so soon I will be down to Chubby Andy body type. And that's about as far as I think I'm ever willing to go in life. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I have decided I will just never be fit again. Well. I don't even think you're allowed to be after like 35. I think it just stops. I don't know. I didn't make it that far. Anything else uh, exciting with you, Ronald? No, not really. How about you? What'd you get into? Well, let me Uh, tell you. I, my my folks actually went uh, camping this past week. Um... And I think if there was one like activity that you could do during quarantine, it would be camping. Like being in like a remote wooded area is probably fine. Um, so my kids went with them, and it was sort of like because there's no summer camps right now because you know the fucking world's ending. So my uh, my mom was like, "Hey, can we take uh, the kids with us when we go camping?" And I was like, "Um, yeah, okay, that's fine." They said they wanted to go, so they went. 
so before I drove them up there to Hold on, really them, quick, um, yeah. did your children find any ancient or otherwise lost artifacts in the woods as is their uh, apparent <laughs> that's, destiny? That's uh, custom. Not this time, or if they did, they have already gone on a quest to fulfill said destiny before I got them back. That's fair. Uh, so, so before we go up there, okay, so my my son, as you all, as you three all know, my son has been a very vocal, uh, an an avid um, ally on social media and in and in uh, real in the real space to um, the the uh, ongoing protests against police brutality, and much to my pride. Um, and similarly, sure. like m- my daughter is is also uh, very loving and accepting, and also a very sensitive individual. So um, before, and as we've talked on this show before, my, my father is not any of the <laughs> things that I have just said. So before we went up there, I was like, okay, I, I think I need to to do something before this. I I called my mom. And I was like, hey, look, I need to talk to you. <sighs> okay, don't take this the wrong way, but I I need from you a promise that you are going to keep dad under control. Because dad and I haven't had a real knockdown, drag out, slobber knocker of a fight in like 16 years. And I'm fine with that. And he's fine with that. We just sort of let each other go our own way. But if he were to do something to upset my children, gosh, just gosh. And uh, my mom was like, well, you know what, Ryan? I already talked to him about it. Oh, well, thank you for your foresight. I'm glad to know I wasn't the only one who foresaw this, like, potential disaster in the making. So, but other than that, no, it, it it was actually fine. But I actually had a entirely miraculous thing happened to me this week and I swear to god this actually happened this is true so last friday i had to i had to work um and so uh i was at work doing my stuff my thing and i go down to the sheets i get a snack i bat i like a little four pack of oreos and i swear to god this is true i open them up i eat the first two the third one was just cream, no cookies. That sounds it amazing. Was, it was a disc mm. of just the cream, no cookies. Mm. Was there Hell additional yes. cream? Like was it was it three creams? Or no, it was just it was cream? just the one. It was just the one, but it was just no cookies, just cream, just well. a little, just a little, just a little, the little disc of cream. What the fuck? Like that? That's like divine. <laughs> it was divine. I've never eaten just Oreo cream without having to like endure the cookie part. I have. How? How? I need I to know how. Dismantle them. Yeah. Well, God, you still have to eat some of the cookie, though, when you do no, that. You, you absolutely do not. Those are hard and crunchy. You just throw that shit right in the garbage. My God, Ronald. <laughs> There's still cookie detritus. <laughs> God bless it. It sounds well, amazing. Can't you buy, like, a tub of that goo, though? What? No, I don't, I, I've never heard this. I think you can. I think you can actually. I want to Google that real that quick. That sounds Quick, to the internet. like something a white person has done. It does. It does. Um, yeah, so what should we talk about first, gang? Do well, I think, about... I think the first and most important thing is just a quick bet. Uh, so I heard Ron typing. He's definitely fucking looking it up. 
Sure. I absolutely am. What is the likelihood, now Ron, shut up, that Ron orders a bucket <laughs> of this filth? Oh, I would say. And, and shows us receipts within the next 10 minutes. I would say high. that it's a given. If he can find it, I'm sure he'll buy it. Okay. You better believe I'm going to buy it. Of course. And and you know what? Why wouldn't you? Sure. Why wouldn't you? God, look, this is beautiful. So you found it? Uh, I found a bucket of it. A bucket of it. Oh, no. <laughs> There, there it is. Oreo Variegate Oreo Cream. The only two pounds, thing in six a per bucket case. that two is pounds, not disgusting is fried chicken. Anything else pounds. that is served in a bucket is gross. Yeah, yeah. I think I think once you get to like bucket concentration, I think it I think it becomes daunting. Wait, wait, wait. they serve popcorn in a bucket. Well, and yeah. and, and, and but that's kind of proves uh, the point though, isn't it? Like popcorn and, and, and fried chicken are like the exclusions to the rule. And I have to say, I, popcorn is served in a bucket, but movie theater bucket served popcorn has a pretty fair shot of being nasty as, like, nasty as fuck. Sometimes, yes. Uh, yeah. As often as not. I mean, I know Ron loves garbage. Um, <laughs> and, and so he will disagree, but I would say as often as I don't, and maybe even more than, uh, whenever I get movie theater popcorn, I'm wildly disappointed. It's also oh, no, usually served in a bag unless you get like the the big old tub. There are six two pound pouches per case. Pouches. This is gr- it's just in a box. Pouches. This is gross. It's kosher. Uh, it's kosher dairy. Here we go. I don't know. You know, but it's you know it's 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 like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Everybody loves <laughs> well, marshmallows, hold on. but at that scale. <laughs> It's the fucking destroyer of worlds, Ron. If you, I, I, I want, like you, hey, you follow towels. your bliss. You follow your bliss, but if you eat that bucket of Oreo cream, I'm relatively oh, sure you'll die because you'll never poop again. It'll just gum up your entire inner workings. There is zero trans fat in this stuff. It can't be bad for you because it's a, it's like one solid thing, Ron. Mm. Oh man, I wonder if you use a spoon or if you have to cut it. You probably use a You're fucking ice cream Holy scooter. shit, they are, look, if you read the packaging, <gasps> they are listed as Oreo cream infusions. So I, <laughs> oh my god. Yes. I, I think you just hooked this up to an IV. <laughs> this all sounds terrible. Oh, I'm buying a box. It's only 54 bucks. Let's what do is that this. all? Yeah. It's in stock. Shit, all right, we, one day. we need to start a, a Patreon. It does have um, a five-star review. Campaign. I'm not doing that, you're on. It's got one review from a Ron Davis. Oh. <laughs> that would be funny. This is oh. great. Ooh, it's, more importantly, if you scroll just, to the bottom of the screen, there's a link to Nutter Butter wafers, like a whole oh, box full of those. Holy Wait, hell. a whole box of Nutter Butter bars or the, a whole no, box of like the cream inside it? Is it is just the wafer without just the cream. Just the wafer. Exactly. What, what? Just the wafer without the cream? What? I'm about it. Large round wafers. Ew, gross. You well, if that you, filling. Ron, buy a pack of those and put that Oreo cream in between them. And let's let's get rich. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Let's not call it Nutter Cream like I was thinking. <laughs> My gut feeling. <laughs> we, we have to call it Nutter Cream. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to buy one of each of these and we're going to make us some Nutter Creams. We're just Nut Cream. <laughs> nut Cream. Yeah, well, see, I, that's where well, I was going. I, I, I was thinking... Like I th- I was thinking that we throw subtlety out the window. Yeah. Holy we just call crap. it like we just call it like nut goop. Yeah. Okay. Wow. 
Ron, Ooh. if you spend an additional seven hundred and fifty dollars, you'll get free shipping. Well, I've <laughs> so got. So I mean, freezer. how many buckets can you get there, Ron? Oh, I can get a lot of buckets for that. Fourteen a lot buckets. Of buckets of nut cream. <laughs> well, um, oh, there's no downside. I'm I literally seeing no downside. That's it then for us. <laughs> this episode of Nerd Life. Definitely found the name of the episode too already. <laughs> oh, what are we going to call it? Nut cream. Nut cream. Nut cream. You can get cream. fifty pounds of Keebler Premium chocolate chip cookies in a garbage bag. This is great. This is, a, this is a great little rabbit <laughs> hole we're go. on. All right. Well, Listen, this is quickly becoming the Ron Show. <laughs> yeah, this is what it is like to anything with Ron. I'm going to oh throw this God. up in the group. There really is just this is thirty pounds of natural crushed cookie. Oh my god! Just in a trash bag. They just like sweep it off the floor. (laughs) It's legit a trash. It's a white, like a clear. I like the name of the company is Food Service Direct because it's like why fuck with all that other shit? Like a trough, (laughs) like a like a horse feeding bag under Ron. He's (laughs) he's bound to crumb that much cookie. (laughs) Yikes. You know, they're just some guy that's sweeping this shit off off the, uh, yeah, the floor of the exactly factory. What it is. It's fucking cookie leavings is what it is. It's like the detritus <laughs> on like the bakery floor. Ugh. Gross. All right, well. Oh, man, that's uh, great. Ryan, what's our first topic of the day? Fuck. Now um, that everything is well, no longer off limits. Let's talk about this real quick. Let's get this out of the way. We all fucking watched Hamilton. We did. Mm-hmm. It was on Disney Plus this week. and. The entire width and breadth of humanity, the fucking coronavirus itself, stopped and watched Hamilton. It was like, this was dope. Well, yeah. not everyone watched it. Oh my god, yeah. Ron. Ron. I didn't. I was putting a door up. I, I hung a door. You could have had it on in the background. Uh, the missus was watching it while I was putting the door up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have no I have no idea what actually happened. I heard some of the song, but that's about it. You don't know what happened? <laughs> no, I have no idea. <laughs> it's a mystery. You don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know how to break this news to you, Ron. <laughs> uh, this should have been covered in one of your history courses. Uh, history. Bird, you know Ron didn't go to school. That's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, now, Jordan, you have, you had seen Hamilton prior to this, right? This is not your Jordan first. Jordan is a Hamilton super fan. Yeah. yeah, I've been obsessed since, like, 2016. So, I'd listened to the soundtrack. More times than I'd like to admit. Perfect. And then 2018, I saw the Angelica tour when they came to Pittsburgh. So I guess, uh, Jordan, question on everyone's mind. Why do you think you're better than us? Yeah, Jordan, Listen, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm better than you. What? I think that I what was... What makes uh... you so great, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> you can treat us like some kind of Ron Davis. I think <laughs> that I was committed enough to wake up at 6 a.m., get in a virtual queue, sit in it for four hours, and then spend $350 on tickets. So hey, you know, I, I'm i going to say this. I hate virtual lines more than real lines. Yeah, me yeah, too. You don't even get this... this, this it's a very unsatisfying... Uh, experience to be in a virtual line because in in an actual line at least like you get to feel like you're making progress you know yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, and i have anxiety when i'm in a virtual line because there's always this chance that my connection is going to drop or uh, right or some bullshit which has happened before or you're going to get up and go to the bathroom and you're going to come back and you will have missed yeah (laughs) 
and the page always has that scary warning it's like hey if you if you close this that that's it do Bro. not reload this page <laughs> in all caps you're gonna have 13 and 37 seconds to register for tickets and pay and check out don't leave don't walk away yep uh well now when you watched it jordan um mm-hmm. it was not with the original cast correct when you saw it in person that is correct, yeah. None of the original casts were in the production that I saw. Well, and I mean, knowing that they are, of course, all listening, how did it compare? Uh, good, actually. Like, I think that, and hopefully he never hears this, but I think that every other Hamilton is better than Lynn playing Whoa. Hamilton. Uh, I'm not going to say that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. And I say this only because, and this isn't because uh, Lynn cannot sing, he certainly can. Uh, but because his actual voice at all other times was surprisingly nasally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Much more than I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he like, like he's a genius, he but... is, and he breaks in there. He's like, "Are you Aaron Burr, sir?" And I'm like, "Whoa, Lynn!" <laughs> and I've heard him talk before, and it doesn't feel like that is his voice. So I don't know if mm-hmm. it's, if it's intentional or if it's just. Uh, on stage like he really uh squeezes them tight but it was uh <laughs> it caught me off guard um I mean, it was still brilliant mm-hmm. lynn lynn i think you're perfect <laughs> i know you're listening yeah i mean you probably are probably uh, probably is well, right i mean, I what mean did you we're think? just this as is... we're just as good as the mcelroys um that's not true. i absolutely loved it i um I was not expecting to be moved. Uh, I was expecting it to be good, obviously, and I was expecting it to be super catchy and all that other great stuff. I was not expecting to be moved to actual tears, and I was not expecting to be, like, inspired to, I don't know, flip over a table and go punch a Nazi and go... Now, hold on. I, I want to say <laughs> it does not take a lot. To make it you doesn't take a, a lot, but or um, I didn't expect that. Uh, punch a Nazi. I, I just think that you're you're underestimating your willingness to punch a Nazi. Well, I appreciate your vote of confidence in me. The last but time I, I wasn't gave expecting you, it, though. I gave you a chocolate pudding cup, and you said, "Fuck, Bert, thanks. I'm a punch a Nazi." And so I just want to I just want to point out that it's very easy to get Ryan Brown to punch a Nazi. Hey, some people play tennis, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. Um, I, yeah, there was just, there was just so many, like, really, it was so beautiful. And, okay, so obviously the entire cast, um, if I'm not mistaken, like, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong here, but like all the main players in the cast are all people of color. Um, playing, it's not any kind of secret, exclusively white historical figures. Um, with the exception, which, of course, of King George, perhaps the best character in Hamilton. <laughs> That's true. That is true. He was a very white man. But uh, that was the King George interludes were hilarious. So uh, funny. Yeah, that was some good stuff. I like that he wasn't really a character per se, but he just sort of like personified uh, colonialism, basically. Mm-hmm. Like he, he he personified like the entire idea of colonialism, and it was high goddamn hilarious. He also Uh, was presented as a toxic lover. Yes, I was just about to say that! Uh, Yes! uh, 
and being slow, like being broken up with. And I really, really enjoyed that. I did too. Yeah. He definitely was giving off like big time, like entitled boyfriend vibes. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was great. Absolutely great. Also, that's the guy who's uh, Kristoff on Frozen, apparently. Which I did not know. Uh, but yeah, but I absolutely loved it. Um, the fella what plays uh, Lafayette slash um, see Jefferson too. Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that 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 motherfucker has like the most lyrical voice I think I have ever heard. <laughs> he's a uh, his name's David Diggs, and he is my favorite part of the original cast. He's fantastic. Yeah, he he was on the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And uh, it struck me then, too, just listening to him deliver, like, non-musical dialogue. I was like, that guy's voice is like a fucking flute. <laughs> like, what he's, the hell? He sounds like angels singing. Yeah. He's also, um, Laney and I started Snowpiercer this week, and he's the lead character in Snowpiercer. The movie? No, there's a TV show now. Oh, no shit. Is it good? Yeah, it's, on, it's really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm like two or three episodes in, but it comes on TNT. Really good. Oh, cool. Uh, so I do have to watch television yeah i mean you can watch it on hulu oh okay that's where i watch it should be okay then i thought you were gonna tell me that i had to go to my cable enabled television set nah that's a lot of work i would never ask you to do that so originally this was supposed to be in theaters wasn't it yeah yeah pre-covid um but and not until next year not until late next year yeah i was just reading about that so what I think is interesting is, of course, they released this on the um, 4th of July weekend. And uh, I obviously that's deliberate because, you know, it's it's a big part of American history and whatnot. But I feel, too, like the story of this, regardless as to its, you know, historical veracity, I feel like the story that's presented in the play is very appropriate for the time right now. You know what I mean? I think it is within reason. I uh, So we talked about this a little bit before the show. I also, and I feel like I have to say this, I super loved Hamilton. Uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, I've been listening to the soundtrack nonstop since I watched it. That said, um, it is wildly historically inaccurate. And, uh, and, and not only inaccurate, but kind of misleading. Um, and it disappointed me at the end of this that I was not... I didn't come off from watching this thinking that Alexander Hamilton was a piece of shit who contributed wildly to the, well, the shitty big government we have right now, which is totally who he was. Uh, and, and the as genocide I, of the Native Americans. Yeah, and, and as I boldly declared before this chat, I think it was super cool that Aaron Burr shot him. <laughs> and I'm, uh, you know, I don't think that they, I don't think that they really leaned into how cool that was of Aaron Burr that he shot the fuck out of Alexander Hamilton. Who, who, who did deserve it? Shut up, Ron. <laughs> they say that in like the first two minutes of the movie. Go back to the bathroom. It's literally in the beginning of the first song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, and he, even then he says, I'm the fool who shot him. And again, that suggests sort of like, like that there was a mistake made. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there wasn't. Um, there was not. So okay, uh, Alexander I'm, Hamilton was a ding dong, and Aaron Burr was a dope ass dude. And I, uh, I think I think the wrong guy got a play. If that's not if they, I, I know that may be wild to say, but uh, between the two of them. So, do you guys remember 
back in the 90s, do you remember, like, the Got Milk ads? I do. Okay, so there was a fucking Got Milk ad about a guy who was obsessed with Alexander Hamilton. What? I'm not even shitting you. Go look it up. Um, but it's it, the whole premise is, is is this guy, and he's sitting down to eat a peanut butter sandwich, and it, you see that in his room he has all this shit about Alexander Hamilton. And he jams, like, the whole peanut butter sandwich in his mouth. And then on the radio, it's like, for $10,000, our next trivia question, who shot Alexander Hamilton? And then he's like, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, do and he doesn't that. have any milk to wash his, <laughs> his sandwich down with. Oh, I do remember that. I do yeah. remember that. And then he calls in yeah. and goes, <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yes. A real thing. Like, foreshadowing the obsession with Alexander Hamilton. Although, obviously, a fictionalized. Uh, version of Alexander Hamilton. Let's just so, all just say it's Lin Manuel Miranda we love. Uh, you're saying kinda... that this is really we can't credit Lin for this achievement, but rather Milk. <laughs> Which and, and now Jordan, I want to know how you feel about that because uh, I know how you feel about, about milk. Lin or Milk. Milk is awful. How wow. do you feel about Milk now, knowing that I it is solely see. responsible for the Hamilton play? I mean, I'll give it a little bit of credit, but no, all of it's it. still terrible. No, I have a lot of 100% of the credit. Um, it's still a no from me, bro. Yep. What if I'm, now they're rebranding as Ham Milkton? <laughs> what's that do for you? <laughs> Not much. Not much. Okay. Uh, you nope. hear it here, gang. Enough about this history and learning and nonsense. Bird. Let's me and you and, and Jordan, and I guess also Ron is here. Um, <laughs> let's talk about, let's speculate wildly about the future of comic book conventions. Well, as it so happens, I no longer have to speculate. I have been there. My I, God. I, I've, I've been to the future. What am I like in the future? You have, it's pretty good. <laughs> well, all right. You're not bad. What else could I ask for? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. But no, I, I, I actually, Iris and I attended a digital convention um, over this last weekend. We attended Funimation Con, mm -hmm. and uh, AKA the future. Okay. And it was, it was honestly, it was kind of dope uh, and a little bit relieving since we have sort of missed all of them. Um, you know, every convention that we would normally attend has been canceled. All of them actually at this point officially with the exception, and I would say the only temporary exception of New York Comic Con, which is going to get canceled as fuck. I didn't even buy my tickets. Uh, yeah. Because it's not only is it going to be canceled, but even if it weren't, uh, New York Comic Con not being canceled would be the most like American bullshit I've ever heard. But I'm not going to go, like I would have such wild anxiety traversing a convention floor uh, mm -hmm. yeah it's so a no -go. I, I just can't do it we'll, we'll do something else uh, we could probably go to PopCon because nobody fucking goes that anyway and that yeah. might be safe uh, but that's it so what was it like how, explain to me how one attends a digital convention well alright so the first super cool thing was is that at least with FunimationCom it was totally free uh, they mm -hmm. also when you sign up you just give them your name and then an email address it's, it's like signing up for a normal it's like registering for any convention online, honestly. Uh, they send you a, a PDF of your badge so that you can print it out and wear it if you want. 
And, uh, okay. and Iris did, uh, not for this one, but Iris has attended actually a couple of digital conventions. Um, but she has a like laminated printed out badge for the last one that she attended, uh, which I think was a, like a K-pop convention of some kind that she attended digitally. Um, but you get a badge that you can print out and wear. Um, they did a cosplay meetup just like you would have in a normal convention, but they just, uh, they gave out a, an Instagram tag to use. And then your, your cosplays, as you posted them to your Instagram or Facebook accounts, so long as you use this tag would show up in a live gallery on their website so that people could see you cosplay, Mm -hmm. uh, which was super cool just to see like, yeah, constantly updated live. Uh, there were tons of panels throughout the day, just like you would attend, um, in a normal convention, but they were set up in rooms, I guess also like a normal convention, but these were digital rooms. You'd follow the links online and then you would watch panels um, hosted digitally, interviews with voice actors, um, actors, celebrities. Uh, We got to screen um, episodes of new anime that hadn't been released yet. You just would join the room and it would, uh, it would live stream and you'd get to like discuss it live in a chat room with everybody else. Um, there was a separate chat room for Q&A. So at the end of a typical panel, a bunch of people line up and you ask questions on a microphone and you, you know, you challenge the Green Ranger to an MMA fight and all that stuff. And, um, as you do, yeah, yeah, as you do. Um, so you just ask those questions in a digital format and then the moderator would read them out for you. And then the, the interviewed would then answer your question, you know, so it was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty exciting. Um, I would say... The only thing that I miss, um, you know, obviously there's, there is no tactile sensation. Uh, you can still buy swag and merchandise. You just buy it from their web store. Um, and they would put up like exclusism stuff at different times. And, you know, you get them shipped to your door, which, you know, is whatever. But there's, there's no sense of like that, that hunt uh, right. of, you know, scouring through looking for, in this case, it would have been like dope anime swag. But, you know, in our, for us, typically comic books and like, Mm-hmm. Um, so while it does miss something, it's still like three quarters of a breath of fresh air. You know, it felt really good to do yeah. it. Um, and uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't, it is not a long-term solution necessarily. Well, but, I was going to ask you, do you feel like this is going to be something that moving forward is going to continue to be an option even after the coronavirus is all handled? I, I think that the digital convention format will continue to exist um, because it was it was very cool. A lot of the voice actors that were being interviewed and actors were being interviewed from their own homes, um, you know, at their own, like, their computer setups. They were using webcams and the like. Uh, and I think that that does open a lot of doors and allows people to have, um, even allows, like, smaller fandoms to host conventions that couldn't normally afford the costs of, you know, room and board for guests and, uh, bringing in vendors and all that stuff, and even renting like a, a convention space, uh, this allows those fandoms to still have access to the convention experience. And again, it was kind of dope. Um, so I would be surprised if we didn't see these continue in some form. Um, I, I think that they pair super fucking well with a normal physical convention. You know, I think it would be awesome to have things like this going on in the background, even if we were to attend New York Comic-Con, to mm-hmm. have the New York Comic-Con online experience while sitting in fucking line waiting for a panel to start, being able to watch a you know digital streaming service of a panel that is currently going on that we didn't get into would be fresh to death. You know, like, that'd be super yeah. fucking cool. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, 
I would be shocked if he didn't stick around. It has to have changed the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I said all the best stuff, but if you guys want to say any any okay things. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I don't really have any experience with this. Um, I have never been to a digital convention. Uh, a DC's Fandom event is coming up, and they just said that they're going to announce two movies that they have uh, coming out soon. So, like, I mean, obviously, what? for the time being, this is going to be the face of what it is to go to a comic book convention. This is just what it's going to be it like. It is, but I, I mean, I, I think of this in many ways as like performing, uh, well, I mean, as a performance, you know? And so when Funimation says, hey, look at all these dope animes and cool things I can do, I'm like, yeah, I want to see that. DC's fandom is more like, you know, your inappropriate Getting uncle shot in the head asking you gun. if you want to hear how loud he can fart. You That's know, it. There That's was an the age at which I would have thought that was super fucking hilarious, and I'd definitely sure. be there for it. But I think I'm past it. Yeah. Uh, you know, DC, DC really feels like they have no one at the helm right now, and that wheel is just fucking yeah. wildly spinning. Uh, and occasionally it hits a course where something seems cool like you're going to end up in a place you want to be uh but there's nothing that i can think of that they can announce at fandom other than just the cancellation of all their current properties and the take backs <laughs> yeah. of the snyder cut that yeah that would really sort of garner my interest again um, yeah actually i do really want to know what the status is of the ezra miller flash movie or at least whether or not ezra is still attached yeah, I mean, that would be good to know. And I'm sure that we'll at least get some sort of addressing of that to some degree. I mean, because they, they wouldn't have said, like, hey, Michael Keaton's going to be in the new Flash movie without, like, being willing to address the other questions, that the big burning questions that we have in this right. instance. Yeah, I, I mean, DC has, has already proven their willingness to not fucking reboot this universe no matter how loudly we beg and ask no matter and how beg ass awful and fucking gets. sob and like and cry alone in a bathroom while screaming for them to just just do anything else they, they don't give a shit they're gonna continue just stop it just uh, stop it like don't you see how much you're hurting everyone that loves you yeah but they're yes. not gonna but yeah. they're not gonna yeah fuck so i, I don't fuck. know fuck i'm not into it I'm not into it at it, all. It's totally cool. I, I'm sure that some of our, our listeners probably are excited for the fandom of it, and that's that's fine. Uh, well. Th- no, it, I mean, it's fine. They're just stronger than I am. <laughs> uh, I just can't anymore. I'm so tired. <laughs> I just cannot. I can't either. Uh, that's for goddamn that, sure. That said, I mean, I might leave it on in the background uh, if I'm not still listening to the Hamilton soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's how I feel too. I don't know. I um I'm just so fucking tired. I am so exhausted by everything that DC does. It's it's just absolutely draining. And I think it I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh the world is fucking ending and that I don't want to retreat into a fantasy world where everything is also shit. Yeah. Well, and my, my escapism, my escapist world can't be worse than my regular world. I think that's fair. And Just, also, yeah. uh, as we saw in uh, that 
the uh, the Black Label Wonder Woman story that you shared with us earlier today. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that was problematic in many ways, and I won't spoil it just in case some people in our audience want to get really upset. Hate themselves. Yeah, um, but that's that's not uncommon for DC. I don't know why it is, but they really uh, like to use Superman as sort of a a moral punching bag. You know, they they love to for no yeah. reason make him vulnerable or fallible briefly and then fucking beat the shit out of him for no reason uh as if it somehow justifies the the actions of people going forward. He's, well, I know he's I like I the barometer the for well, please. Well, I think there's there's a couple reasons. Like in in uh comics whenever they would introduce like a new bad guy or even a new hero sometimes whenever they wanted to show you how tough he is or they are or she is they would have them fight superman and get a couple of good hits in to be like look how tough they are you know I, and i think i think that that is that's that's part of it because from from a power level standpoint but also i think in that instance ex- it's fine but it's when they use it uh to to explain sort of the the extent to which somebody is willing willing to admit that morality is cumbersome and they're willing to violate it for their, you know, right. But see that that's exactly you're exactly right. That is another function that they do is is they they have this um, ideal congealed into a character of all like the good and virtuous and 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 things that we need right now. And so when they want to be like, look how fucking hard we are look how cool and tough and edgy we are like we don't care about what your mom thinks about us watch what happens look watch what we'll do to superman who who is good and loves everyone this is how edgy we are i'm gonna fucking murder superman and then order a tub of oreo cream (laughs) i'm an edgy boy are those vampires I don't think he's on the call anymore. Yeah, no, he didn't. <laughs> Dang, is he gone? <laughs> I bet he's got us muted. Yeah. No, he actually, wow. he unmuted his audio, but because uh, it is Ron, he does not know that what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can't defend himself, and that's great. <laughs> that is it. So let's all say bad things about Ron. I heard... Uh, I saw the picture of his nose before the nose job. It was a lateral move. <laughs> Ron, if you want me to order you a case of those nasty fucking saucer candy, speak up now. Nothing? Well, all right, all right then. dog. Well, he doesn't want them. He don't want them. <laughs> Which right, is well, good. Maybe he's showing some growth as a character. Yeah, it's possible. All right, moving Although on. Unlikely. Um, anyway, so that's some bullshit and I hate it. I fucking hate it. I actually, now listen, I saw that today, that, uh, black label series we were talking about. I read that bit of it that we will not go into detail for spoiler sakes. And then I immediately, I I think I I, shit that bed to be fair. I think I made it very clear. Well, I closed, (laughs) I closed the, I closed the, uh, computer. I took a beat and then I, I calmly added DC Comics on Twitter and said, DC Comics, you can eat my dick. And that was it. I feel like I purged all that negative emotion that way. That's true. <laughs> Ron's back on the call now, I think. No, he, fu- he fucked his audio all the way up. So we'll just, oh, no. We'll just let him suffer. 
I was really hoping that he had just logged back in just to hear me say, eat my dick. Yeah. But I guess, you know, life's full of disappointments. Gross. Um, hey, do we want to talk about the, the Whedon thing? Yeah, let's we're, talk about the Whedon time, thing. We're low on time, and that feels important. Yeah, if, if we, we can talk about it a little bit, if nothing else. Okay, so, um, Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg in the DCEU, uh, who appeared in Superman, Batman versus Superman and Justice League. Um, he recently took to Twitter to, he shared a clip of him at Comic-Con the year before Justice League was released, talking about how great it was to work with Joss Whedon, etc., etc. Um, and he tweeted that clip with the comment saying, I immediately retract everything that I said in this. And that was it at first. Uh, everyone was just sort of like, uh, what? Clarification, please. So he, he tweeted again, uh, specifically calling out Joss Whedon for abusive and unprofessional behavior, and then also called out John Berg and Jeff Johns for um, allowing this behavior to happen and then continue. So that is buck wild for a lot of reasons. Like, one is calling out Joss Whedon on Twitter, no less, and and burning that bridge, and potentially, I mean, I could see that being a, a bridge burnt with Warner Brothers, too. I mean, I don't think it will be, but I, I think with, with maybe another studio it could have been. I, I think the problem, maybe not even the problem, what, the thing about burning a bridge with Warner Brothers is that across that bridge, the entire fucking village is on fire, so yeah. it's like, whatever. So no one's going to notice. Yeah, it's... Let it burn. Uh, so I, I saw today that Kevin Smith commented on this. Uh, he said he mm -hmm. had some insight um, because he had visited the, uh, the the Rise of Skywalker set. Right. Uh, that had people uh, who had worked both on Justice League and Rise of Skywalker. And uh, the I guess the special effects dude from both films said that uh, that Joss Whedon was constantly and verbally attacking the Zack Snyder cut of the movie. What kind of asshole does that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and that he would he was being very like hostile and negative about uh, Zack Snyder's version of the <clears throat> film, um, which, of course, like given given the situation. Uh, and Kevin Smith had touched upon this too, surrounding Zack Snyder's departure, um, that could certainly come across as unprofessional given, given the, I mean, he, this is, he had left this film, uh, because his daughter had just committed suicide. Um, and I, you know, it, it, I guess it's also important to remember that all of these people had been working on this movie and presumably, and I guess even more so considering their reaction, a lot of them seem to be proud of it. That's strange. That's a strange sentence you just, so, you just said. Uh, now, I don't know. Um, I, I have no idea. And I don't see anything in here that would suggest abuse. But that, that does seem... I would not be surprised if that... I mean, that does reek of unprofessionalism. Uh, it does. Also, John Berg, shortly after that, took to Twitter and said that he didn't know what uh, Ray Fisher was talking about, other than he apparently had a, a heated disagreement with, uh, I can't remember if he said it was Jeff Johns or Joss Whedon about Cyborg in the movie saying Booyah, 
which wasn't in the original cut, but they added in because Cyborg fucking says Booyah. Yeah, Cyborg, I think, invented Booyah. And that's that's just sort of a thing he does, gang. Yeah, the, like the metal, like the the metal that is all over his body is bouillonium. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> that's canon. That shit's canon. <laughs> Uh, it's only funny because it was not funny. <laughs> well, respectfully, I disagree. Yeah, uh, I'm good. That was a good joke. I did. It was a really good. It was a really, really good joke word. Yeah, but I mean, this is the. To my knowledge, this is the first I have ever heard about Joss Whedon being difficult to work with, and he's worked on a lot of projects that I have very much yeah. enjoyed. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I've even said on here that I think that the Whedon cut of uh, Justice League is, is tolerable. You know, it I watched is. that it movie is. and I thought, this is not as good as the Avengers, but it is the same movie. And uh, It is something you can watch and it won't hurt you. Yeah, you know, and uh, so that's fine. It was like the great value Oreo uh, of of superhero movies. You know, I have seen this before and it's not, it's not as good, um, but it is what I can afford. So I guess mm-hmm. it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, which makes me like, it makes the very thought of watching the Snyder cut after finding this one palatable, just fucking haunting. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't think I could do it again. Yeah. Cause I mean, I can't stress to you enough. Like, Joss Whedon's cut of Justice League is okay. Like, it's not great. It's not even, I would say, good. It's not a movie that I would watch for fun or enjoyment. It is, however, a movie that you can watch that will not cause you any emotional distress. Yeah. Which is a... Mm -hmm. Far cry from literally every other movie that Zack Snyder has Did made. Did you see that uh, Snyder, Zack Snyder was uh, louding the coming release of the, what is it, it's like the hate fuck cut of Batman versus <laughs> Superman or whatever? Like, I, I forget what he calls it. Something, something horrible I mean, and yeah. offensive uh, that that's apparently coming to HBO Max. He's very pleased. He's, yeah, I mean, well, he would be, wouldn't he? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I did see that. I saw like he t- posted a uh, picture of hate fuck Batman with his with his trench coat and automatic rifle, uh, looking looking for all the world like he's got the biggest dick in the world and you can't question it. Yeah. So you know that's nightmare Batman, right? That's that's from his nightmare sequence. Yeah, that's it. All right. Anyway, it's terrible. It's all terrible. And the thing is, there is a world in which, like, if you told me that a post-apocalyptic Batman was leading a ragtag resistance against a dark Sidian Superman, uh, that's that sounds like something. Like, that kind of sounds fine. I feel like there's something there I would watch. It's an Elseworlds thing, but, like, I'm into it. Uh, But, gosh, they do not deliver that. They don't. They don't deliver anything good. Anything. They only take. They take from you and give nothing back. <laughs> I just remember when uh, Superman... Leaving you broken and ruined and violated. Do you remember when Superman lets Jimmy Olsen die? <laughs> I do, yes. I do. And then, and then saves 
uh, Lois then Lane. Saves Lois. Yep. So that he can have really weird, possibly clothed bathtub sex bathtub with her. Bathtub sex. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Boy. that. <laughs> what the that's hell like, did I miss? Wow. That's the thing. Zach's Go back. Jeez. Go, damn it, Ron. <laughs> I feel like we got a pe- we got a peek into his psyche, and it was bad. It's because we said Zack Snyder three times, and then we said bathtub sex. And that summoned Ron back from whence he came. Yeah, it was was either that or the fact that Bird and I said bathtub sex at the same time. It could be. It's one of those. Or both. What what are you doing? What are you doing, Ron? Yeah, what you doing, Ron? Thanks for coming back and then shaking a fucking box of boxes. Where did you go, Ron? I don't want to talk about it. Straight to hell. I restart. I actually restarted my machine and was doing all this crazy stuff, and then looked down, and my mic was actually muted. Wow! So here wow. we are. Hey, I'm not the only one that's yeah. done it now. Yeah, exactly. You guys just in time to, to to fucking ring us out. Yes, perfect. <laughs> no, you know what? No, no. I'm all just right. gonna let the show keep going. All right, power through it. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen now. This is just this is our life. Our life is recording this show, Ron. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, is there anything else you cool kids want to talk about? No, not out of No, I got nothing. Well, fuck. Slow week. All right. Well, in that case, I guess that's gonna do it for us this week on the Nerd Life Podcast. Tune in next week when we'll be here, and Ron will have <laughs> figured out how to work his microphone. <laughs> no promises. Well, shucks. Hey, anyway, did you pay for you pay for expedited shipping on that Oreo. Cream? I did. It should be here like Wednesday. Well, fuck. God, we're going to hear really about this. Order that garbage. Of course, I ordered it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he Holy definitely shit. ordered it. I want to spread that on my toast. Did you say toes? <laughs> <laughs> well, Ron, we're going to need a picture of uh, no, you spreading it on no. toast. No, I don't want to see any pictures involving Ooh. the words Ron and spread ever in my entire life. <laughs> Delicious. Shucks. All right. Well, until next time, gang, go visit us on social media and be our friend. Go like and subscribe and whatever it is that you Zoomers do. Uh, hey, why don't you go find four friends, share with them the glory and the saving grace of the Nerd Life podcast, uh, and invite them to church camp. <laughs> and then uh, we can all go together. But until next time, stay handsome. Jordan, you have one job. You have one job. One job, Jordan. <sighs> one. I got it. I got it. I got it. Podcast over. You did it. <laughs>